0: No game tonight for the Wenatchee Apple Sox after falling last night against the Springfield Drifters by a score of 7-1. to Wenatchee not scoring until the ninth inning, but enjoying their first off day of the season. Now the Apple Sox will be back in action, of course, this coming weekend when they will take on the Springfield Drifters Friday through Sunday, 6.35 p.m. first pitch Friday and Saturday. And then, of course, Sunday the series finale will wrap up at 1.05 p.m. However, it is an off day, and we still wanted to bring you some content here on the Apple Sox uh, podcast. Wanted to play a few interviews that we had from last night's ball game. I had a chance to catch up with the former Wenatchee Valley Athletic Director Sandy Cooperider for a little bit, and also had a chance to catch up with Apple Sox injured outfielder Corey Jarrell. Here's a listen to those interviews. And welcome back to Paul Thomas Senior Stadium here <laughs> as we start off this fourth inning of play. Apple Sox trailing in this one so far 3 to nothing. We're joined by a special guest as the Apple Sox make a pitching change. Garrett Gore is coming on for the fourth inning. And we're joined now by a longtime coach, longtime athletic director at Wenatchee Valley College, Sandy Cooperwriter. Sandy, a pleasure to have you here with us here this evening on your special night, a well-deserved honor for you here tonight as they name the Sandy Cooperwriter Athletic Complex after you. Thank you. Yeah, uh, congratulations. <laughs> and first off, I got to congratulate you on your strike that you threw <laughs> here tonight. I told you before the game, I said, you're going to have to throw one. I did. You did the right thing. You kind of tossed it up high, a changeup. <laughs> yeah, no, it, it was curve.
1: It was a curve? Oh, I didn't see
0: the movement. I got bad eyes here.
1: Well, I got to tell you exactly what happened. I had two fingers on top of the strings, and then I started to throw, and it started to slip out of my hands, and so that I just snapped it down, and luckily it just went in for a strike. Lots of
0: great movement on it, though. It was so good, and it popped right in, and the crowd knew it, too. That was a strike (laughs) the whole way. Happy to have you with us here, Sandy. thank you. As we start off here in this top of the fourth inning for the Apple Sox, Garrett Gore's deals, and the first pitch is fouled away by Kemet Brown. Uh, Sandy, I, I don't think it's – first off, I need to apologize. I didn't get a chance to talk with you enough a couple of years ago when I was writing the book on the Apple Sox. You no deserved problem. a chapter and a half just for <laughs> what you were able to accomplish making Paul Thomas Senior Stadium possible. But let's go back a little bit here as the 0-1 is a swing and a miss. His is able to induce back-to-back swings there. Let's talk about this complex. You know, it's been called by many a field of dreams that it even came about. Mm-hmm. Uh In a lot of ways it is because as the 0-2 swung on hit out towards center field, charging in is Fossil. He has no play on it and a leadoff hit for Kemet Brown to begin this fourth inning. How, how, describe why people call it a field of dreams for those who don't know.
1: Well, I think basically what happened is that we used to have this uh, seven acre field lined with poplar trees that had no use. Uh, The root system had invaded the whole field and so we couldn't put on new soccer games or anything. And so I just came up with this vision being a former baseball coach when I was hired in 1971. And I got the the idea from, from Mount Hood Community College yeah, because of a brand-new facility with red seats. So didn't think about it until after we dropped football in 91. Two years later, I started putting some things together, presented it to the board of trustees and the president, and they said, go for it. Uh, the only problem is no money. You aren't going to get any money whatsoever, okay?
0: But you made it work still, yeah. didn't you?
1: <laughs> and if it hadn't been for the people in this valley, in this community, it wouldn't have happened. So it's not just one field of dream, it's three fields of dreams. Uh, Mike Hollis was uh, one of my former kickers. He played for me in 90-91, went to Idaho, and still holds the longest indoor field goal in indoors. How long was that? Uh, 63 yards, I think. It's pretty impressive. And then he got drafted by the Jacksonville Jaguars. Then he was all NFL, uh, and so he came back to a, a athletic reunion in 2000, and he, I said, hey, if you put up some money, we'll name the field after you. So he put up $50,000 and we named it after him.
0: Not bad. <laughs> that sure helps out a bit. Yeah.
1: One down here on the
0: top of the fourth after a pop out the center of the batter is Evan Gilbert. Runner takes off from first base, swing and a ball lofted out toward right center field. Fossil moving over. He will be called off by Giesinger and he makes the grab. So retreating yeah. to first base, Gilbert. And Sandy, I, I mean, it's, you talked about it already, but it's about, what the community was able to do, but it, it was also because of you that made that even possible. Someone's got to go and ask these people. Mm-hmm. Talk to me what that was like because it's always, I think anyone who's ever had to fundraise in any type of capacity knows it's mm-hmm. hard to ask other hard. people for money.
1: Yeah, it is. It's like begging. <laughs> 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 if you if you beg enough times, they'll start giving it to you. Uh, realistically, I didn't learn how to do any fundraising until I went to a convention down in Las Vegas with then Mike Price, who was the athletic director, or Mike uh, or Jim Levingood, mm-hmm. who was the athletic director of Washington State at the time. So I learned a, bo- a lot about fundraising from major colleges, Duke, Michigan, and so forth. And one real quick story, as the Duke, uh, we were sitting around uh, having an a, a adult beverage, and so the Duke athletic director was talking about how he went to one of his donors, to they wanted to build a new basketball arena and it was gonna cost 60 million. So he went with one of these richest donors that they've ever had, Luminous, and he goes, I need 30 million. And he looked at him and he says, well, what's the cost of this thing? And he said, 60 million. He said, why didn't you ask me for 60 million? And so everybody was raising their hand around the table what's this guy's name (laughs) and so the moral of the story is you have to ask for more than you need Mm -hmm. and if you're asking somebody that has money don't embarrass them by Mm -hmm. asking for very little and so but it wasn't just because of people that had money there was a lot of other people that didn't have money to contribute to the this facility and what a facility it is
0: absolutely 0 2 the count right now, 2 down in the inning. Sandy, what does it mean to you when you see these fields in use? I mean, because at one point, obviously, it wasn't what they currently are, and it's a lot more since then. What does it simply mean to you when you see games out here?
1: Well, you know, it's just a culmination of of the vision that I had once, uh, you know, talked about, and then uh, seeing this thing kind of evolve. I mean, we went in phases. uh, uh, the picture that you saw of the baseball team shoveling the snow off of the... We poured two steps. I love that photo, step, by the yeah. way. And so then in March, it snowed a bunch, and so we needed to pour more. So they're, they're taking off... In fact, the baseball team, who Darren Hoff was the coach at the time, mm-hmm. he's now at Eastmont as the head baseball coach, his team, with the help of one of the, the players' dad and grandfather, because he was a cement contractor, they constructed this whole... The, the cement system with the dugouts, with the, uh, the with the storage shed and everything. And the, all the cement that was in this was donated by then uh, Central Washington Sand and Gravel, which is owned by Brad sellon at mm-hmm. Selling Construction. Really impressive. Yeah.
0: It's, I'm amazed. I mean, just when we talk, you talked to us a couple of weeks before the season began, you came into our office and explained an incredible process. We made this possible. Swung so on and found a way. Owing oh to the count to Derek Bowe, runner at first and two down. Uh, I mean, I just... It's, again, you, like you said so many times, it's a testament to the mm-hmm. community. I mm-hmm. mean, that's that's your humility saying, but a big part of that, again, big part mm-hmm. thanks to you. So uh, well, we're so grateful to that as well. I mean, it was yeah. a big part of the Apple Sox oh, success, having a stable facility <laughs> that you've helped yep. add so much yep. to
1: throughout as well. Yeah, well, when, when the Apple Sox, when Jim Corker and I used to meet, you know, when I was the athletic director, and we were trying to iron out some of the particulars, Westside High used to be right next door here in the old college dorms. And there was a law in the state of Washington that you couldn't have alcohol within 1,000 feet, so we had to go and negotiate a deal with the then superintendent John Gordon, and so you know, and convince the school board there that there wouldn't be a problem. Okay, yeah. and so here's 22 years later, and it hasn't been a problem. Mm-hmm. And so, but it was just like you know, people have a hard time seeing the reality of how to make this work. You know, so this has been going on for 22 years, and you start taking the attendance records that for those 22 years, how many thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of people have come to this park and see this facility.
0: That's incredible. Sandy, a pleasure having you on here. Thank you you so much. Enjoy the rest of your night tonight. Thank you. Appreciate it. That was Sandy Krupprider joining us, and we're going to keep it right here as he enjoys the rest of his night at the Athletic Complex here at uh, Paul Thomas Senior Stadium being dedicated to him. as, As we continue our coverage here, the Apple Sox able to keep this one at a uh, three-to-nothing deficit after a scoreless inning from Garrett Gorse. as we keep it here before the Apple Sox get going in the bottom of the fourth inning, trailing this one three-to-nothing. We're joined by Corey Jarrell, Apple Sox outfielder right now who has been injured. We finally dragged him out of the dugout, and pulled him up here. Corey, happy to have you up here with us. Obviously, you've got to be itching to get back out there right now.
2: Yeah, uh, it sucks not playing, uh, especially because you're injured, but. Just got to make sure I can heal and be 100% when I get back out there. An ankle injury from this past Sunday at Ben.
0: I, I said it to you that night, though. I was impressed you gutted that out, though, because, gosh, I mean, if you go down, what are the Sox doing in the outfield? They didn't have a fourth outfielder in the dugout, so we really appreciate you
2: fighting through that, that pain that you had. Yeah, that was, that was tough, but uh, he just asked me if I could play, and he asked me one point on third, he was like, can you run, and I was – and I was like, I, I'll run when I have to. <laughs> Ivar Kett swings and hits a ground
0: ball over the third base side, flipped over to first by Persons, and there's one down to start this bottom of the fourth inning. And you did have to run, obviously, later in the yeah. game. You scored the go-ahead run on yeah. Sunday on the sack fly from Michael Davini. Uh, I remember I, I went back and I listened to how I sounded during that, and I remembered how surprised I was. One, yeah. it was a shallow ball. Two, yeah. you already
2: hurt. Yeah. So, <laughs> And was that a situation where Coach Darlington pretty much said, you're going he, and this ball's in the air? He said, no matter what, yeah, mm-hmm. I'm going. And he was just in the back of my ear. Once the ball is in the air, he's like, "You got to go, you got to go." So, yeah. I, in my mind, I was just like, "90 feet, we'll deal with it after." <laughs> after that, it, yeah. it did work, as the yeah. throw kind of came in right as you were sliding.
0: Yeah. Adam Fossil takes strike one here. Second pitch from Kirkpatrick misses inside, one and one. You slid in. The throw was right there, but he wasn't able to hold on to it. Mm. So you were able to score. But uh, you know that was a big that was a big one for you. You also you kind of were in a bit of a slump going into the fifth inning that yeah. day. As the 1-1 pitch comes in, breaking ball catches the inner edge for a ball t- or strike two, rather, one and two the count. You were in a bit of a slump, and you did something we don't see a ton of guys do, pretty much unless they're guys who have speed yeah. and can do it. You put down a bunt, and you yeah. reached in the fifth inning. Was that planned going up to the plate, or was it just, you know,
2: you liked what you had seen going into that plate appearance? Um, It was kind of planned in the on-deck circle. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'd been in a slump, which... Uh, I hadn't been in a while. i have been hitting the ball pretty well before before that weekend. And uh, I was like, man, uh, he uh, Coach Darlington asked me to lay down a bunter if I could. And I was like, you know what, I'm in a slump. You know, got get have got to get hits how you can. So. Oh,
0: exactly. They, they all look the same in yeah. the scorebook eventually with so the batting honestly. average. Two and two the count to Adam Fossil with one out. Let's see bats here on the fourth for the Apple Sox. Punches one over second base side, a soft fly ball caught by Kemet Brown, the second baseman. Two down, Apple Sox outfielder Corey Gerald joining us here in the broadcast booth. You were talking about, you hadn't really been a slump. Great year for you, 367 batting average in 34 games with the Yaks. Second team, all NWAC East region. You know, you'd only played in 21, or beg 12 games in 2021. Got a lot more playing time, and you yeah. cashed in. Was it simply just kind of getting that vote of confidence? Do you think that really helped you?
2: I, yeah, I had a big struggle with uh, confidence in 2021 uh, in the spring, and then what really changed it was in the summer. I started playing a lot better for the Pippins, mm-hmm. and uh, I after that, I kind of I kind of just had my confidence up from there, and then uh, and then I took it into the spring of 2022 and had a pretty good year. But could have had a better year. Little, Hopefully we'll have a better summer.
0: A little too uh, familiar with your success last summer. Four of your seven RBI came against the Apple Sox. Yeah, uh, I liked hitting against the Apple uh, Sox. We're a little happier to see you in red, white, and blue this summer <laughs> just on that. The 1-1 one, one swing and a miss by C.J. Horn. Two down, no one on for the Sox in the fourth. You hit your only college home run, summer ball or <laughs> regular season yeah. at this field just a, about a month and a half ago now yeah. against uh, Wenatchee Valley College. Uh, take me through that. That had to be pretty cool.
2: It was actually off one of our pitchers, Devin Fry, Is it off him, too? Yeah. Oh, boy. um, You write him about that? Sometimes, yeah. (laughs) Well, he threw me an inside fastball first pitch, and I fouled it off. I was a little bit late on it just because I wasn't really expecting it. I don't get a lot of inside fastballs, and so – I was like, I was like, dang! And then he he threw it to me again, and I my eyes just got really big, and Made ball the most just of it. yeah, the ball just jumped off my bat.
0: Awesome. Well, strikeout here by Horn to end the inning. Corey, want to keep you around for the fifth? Let's do it. All right, we'll take a quick break. Apple Sox trailing three to nothing as we go to the fifth inning. You're listening to the Apple Sox Radio Network. Back at Paul Thomas Senior Stadium, after a scoreless fourth inning, Garrett Gores is on for his second inning of relief. I'm Joel Norman. And we're joined again by Apple Sox outfielder Corey Gerald who was here for the last inning. And, uh, Corey, we were just saying off air a moment ago, you were saying that you know, Sox has been hitting the ball well. It's just kind of been right at players for Port Angeles.
2: Yeah, it's been it's been one of those games, I think. You're just kind of hitting the ball right at people.
0: First pitch of the top of the fifth inning is a ground ball over to Michael Davini at third. And he flips the Brandon Ponce at first. One pitch, one out. Gabriel De Jesus retired. B.Y. Choi coming up. So we talked a little bit about last year's summer ball with the yakima valley pippets unfortunately but now you're with the wenatchee <laughs> apple Sox. take nah. me through that was it uh, your coaching staff deciding because your coaching staff at college this past spring was kyle crust yeah. Angel, head coach of the pippins so take me through this how come you're with the apple Sox this year
2: uh they gave me the option to go back to the pippins and they also said that the apple Sox wanted me on the team this year and uh i i honestly just couldn't pass up on the opportunity to come back to where it's like kind of close to home it's mm-hmm. only like a 50 minute drive so yeah I haven't been close to home in a while so I, I wanted to be back up here the 0-2 just a bit off the plate for a ball one
0: and two the count to B.Y. Choi Gores working it looked close
2: that was a strike
0: a one-two pitch coming here from Gores from Spokane Falls down a little bit low you ever face him at all
2: uh Garrett yeah um no, he didn't pitch against us. Okay. He never pitched against us. He was in the field, actually.
0: Okay. Yeah, he was a two-way player yeah. this past spring as a freshman. It's the
2: 2-2 yeah. pump foul. You talked about
0: facing Devin Fry. Huh. You know, early on this season here, the Apple Sox using a lot of these 10-day players kind of guys who are NWAC looking to make the jump up to the next level. Uh, I mean, there's got to be a decent number of players you already knew, Yeah. not, not even mentioning the fact that the pitch misses for a ball. Quincy Vassar and Connor Ashworth, guys. You already, of course, know from yeah. Brewster, as you're also a Brewster native. We'll talk. We'll talk about that more in a second. But probably a lot of guys you already knew on this team. Is that correct?
2: Yeah, there actually is. I, I know actually quite a few of these guys or have heard of them before. Mm-hmm. So it, it's it, teams actually gelling pretty well. It's pr, it was a pretty easy to like gel together.
0: Kind of nice when that works out that yeah. way for yeah. a team. You don't come in and it's not you know everyone just doing the. Handshake yeah, toe. not I, super I'm, awkward. Y- yeah, yeah, not like that at all. I don't like that. 3-2, <laughs> breaking ball down low for ball for a one-out walk as Choi is aboard for the third time in his many plate appearances here. Riley Parker coming up to the plate. Apple Sox trailing 3 to nothing as we're in the bu- the top of the fifth inning from Paul Thomas Senior Stadium. Joel Norman alongside uh, Corey Gerald on my left, Apple Sox outfielder. Not in the field right now. But at some point, we'll try to get the wireless mic going here. But these <laughs> cords just are not – I'm sorry, Corey. It's not <laughs> going to get far enough. We'll get you in the field next time. But Garrett Gore is on for his second inning of relief. Third pitcher of the night for the Apple Sox. Misses one away. Talked about you playing with uh, the Pippins last year. Fans, you're very familiar with Kyle Crustangel. You're pretty yes. familiar the last few seasons with him. Uh, what's it like playing for him? Because, you know, he's always
2: had really competitive and good teams. He's a really competitive guy. He he wants to win everything. Um, he's very attention to detail. He always talks about the small things. Um, we got to do. He always says we got to do everything right. Anytime the scoreboard's on, we're playing to win, no matter what. He's he's a very high intensity. Our practices are always high intensity. It's a lot of it's a lot of stuff to try to prepare you for when you go on to four years. He's, he's a really good coach. He's really talented. 1-1, one, one, breaking ball in the
0: inside edge for a strike to make it 1-2. Batter Riley Parker, RBI double was last time up scoring the game's most recent run in the third inning. You were part of that playoff squad last year which made it to the West Coast League Championship Series with the Pippins. Yeah. As the 1-2. Swing and a miss for strike three. Parker retired for out number two here of the fifth. What was that like playing down the stretch there? You got a lot of chances. You were coming in late, defensive yeah. replacement down the stretch. Those are big ball games too. It had to be really fun.
2: Yeah, it was really fun, really intense. Um, those are the games you love, like mm-hmm. uh, uh, the like regular season games. Obviously, you know it's baseball, so you're always gonna have fun. But those games, you you just you love them. It's playoff baseball. It's nothing like it. Hard, uh, hard to beat it. Yeah, it is. It's always just dug out That's like everyone's kind of gelled at that point. So you're kind of all just like you're together. You're like a family and. You're, just, you're all cheering for each other. Dugouts are loud. Everything's loud. It's awesome.
0: And You guys kept a large part. Crust Angels improved every year. He's been able to keep his teams pretty much from start to finish, the majority of it. Yeah. I felt like you had a lot of guys, because we see some years, in the Apple Sox in his last year here, they struggled with that in 19 where they were kind of out of players down the stretch. Ball skips away from Horn, throw towards second base behind the bag. So able to move into scoring position is Choi. Two outs in the inning, and Weston Penninger at the plate. But I thought that was a nice thing for you guys is that was obvi- it was so obvious every time playing you guys you had chemistry last season. Yeah. But, I mean, having your entire roster there gigantic as well. What's it been like so far with this coaching staff? Mitch Darlington, a guy, you know, he's had a lot of north-central Washington players on this team. It's got to be fun having players from near here on the yeah. squad. I think 1-0. Hit off the leg of Gores, everyone is going to be safe. An infield single, meanwhile, for Penninger. It looks like Gores is okay. Maybe some extra padding down there we didn't know about. But Choi goes over to third. But what's that like having so many guys from North Central Washington on this team, Corey?
2: It's really, it's it's nice because like you get people, like that know where you're from. You know, they know you. It's it's really cool. It's a cool experience to play with them because you kind of you played against them for so long that you kind of. You kind of just get to play with them and get to know them a little bit better, and then you also get kids who are from out of from out of the area. And mm-hmm. You already know of like core groups, so like you can all just kind of like gel together. It's it's a pretty yeah. nice it's a pretty nice thing.
0: That's really neat. Two
2: outs, runners at first and third for Port Angeles. They lead three to nothing in the bottom
0: of the fourth. Garrett Gore is pitching now to Mason Persons, and he misses for ball one. Let's talk about the pitching effort last night. A couple of your friends from Brewster. Yes. Uh, Gosh, I don't even know which one was better. They were both so good. Reese Faster, yeah. six scoreless, eight punch-outs. Connor Ashworth, three scoreless, strikes out each of the final eight. Just for you, knowing them personally for a little bit longer period maybe than some of these other teammates, what did that mean for you to watch that?
2: It was awesome. It reminded me of high school. Uh, we, had a, we had a really good pitching staff in high school. Dang it. Single out toward right field. That's going to score another run.
0: Cut-off throw comes in, throw toward third base, hits off the glove of Davini. He's able to keep it in play, but that will allow another run to score. RBI single for Persons is going to score a couple on the play. He goes to second. Penninger, all the way from first, comes home. And Choi easily able to trot home from third base, and that makes it five to nothing ball game for Port Angeles here in the top of the fifth inning. will prompt. Mitch Darlington to come out to the mound. Yeah. We've seen smart this move. a few times. I kind of like that he does this. This he, is a smart move. He comes out, and he settles everyone down. Yeah. He did this a couple times over the weekend. You're so used to just seeing a pitching coach do it. Yeah. I think it speaks more than he does that.
2: I think it does too. Uh, I think I really think Coach Darlington's gonna have a long, successful career here. He is a very—he like, hasn't had much head coaching experience, I don't think—and he is. I can already tell he's a very—he's gonna be a very talented head coach.
0: You know how I knew uh, I had a good feeling about him that first road trip, We're going down to Bend? Yeah. He pulls out a binder with the travel documents. Yeah. I go, geez, you made one for this? And he goes, I made one for every road trip. Yeah. <laughs> so he's, he is ready to go. I,
2: I, I really like the vibe I get from him so far, especially I, I think he's going to be a really, really good head coach. What's he like in the dugout? He's fun. He He's energetic. He he actually jokes with us. He talks with us. And he, he can talk baseball with us. He's, he's a really fun coach to be around.
0: Mm-hmm. How about Coach Aaron Vaughn? You've played against him. He was with Ance yeah. Valley College this year. Which he's what's he's been like?
2: He's also been really fun. He's he's more of a chill coach, and he he's really he knows his baseball really well. He he really is like a good compliment assistant. It's 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 really nice when you have that head coach who comes over to be an assistant because he he knows what it's like, mm-hmm. and he's just a really great assistant coach
0: I love that experience that they have from that side is that you basically yeah. have two head coaches yeah. leading the team but you know Darlington's obviously the head coach but yeah. you've got the experience of Vaughn especially yeah. from this past year I both think. of
2: them just know baseball too just really mm-hmm. well situational baseball too which is like really tough to learn
0: 1-0 pitch after the first one got away and allowed Persons to go to third swinging and a miss it seems like not only do they know baseball, they know how to kind of read the
2: temperature mm, of the team yeah. as well. Yeah. They know when you guys are up. They know mm. when
0: you're a little bit down.
2: Well, we've only had a couple talks with uh, coach Darlington this year, but both of them I think have been needed like they were I think that both of them were times like where like we needed either focus in or where he wanted to like tell us he was proud of us or something like that, but it was both of them I thought like I think that their timing of like Telling us when like stuff's going wrong or stuff's going right, I think it's really good. I think they have good timing.
0: And that's something you can't really teach is no, how to read can't. people. You yeah, can't. They're definitely coaches who don't ha- have a good feel for that stuff. Mm-hmm. But I've gotten the impression that they have a good feel.
2: They do. They really do.
0: So on foul away. It Remains one ball and two strikes with two outs here in the top of the fifth inning. Apple Sox trailing this one five to nothing. Wow. So tell me a little bit about you know. Your, your memories here have you ever come to apple Sox games before you played for the team at any point just with it being close to brewster
2: you ever come down i was supposed in you're not gonna like this one again in uh 2020 i was supposed to play for the pippins before covid got shut yeah. down and then they just moved that contract to 2021 yeah so i i don't think i've ever really been to an apple Sox game no <laughs> well i guess until monday until right? yeah, yeah until now it no, was, it was a it's an awesome experience it's cherry I won't lie, the fans, these are these are really, really good fans.
0: Well, we appreciate yeah. that. Corey, we'll keep you on for the bottom of the fifth. We'll go to a quick break. Be back with more in a moment on the Apple Sox Radio Network. Bottom of the fifth inning, Apple Sox coming up to the plate. Xander Orojouos to get it start. Fouls went away to the third base dugout. Still chatting with Corey Jarrell, Apple Sox outfielder here. Corey, since you got hurt Sunday, we haven't gotten to hear your walk-up song. What are you going to have when you first come out here?
2: It's called Stupid Again by Tory Lanes. It has a Conor McGregor. Uh, Speech at the beginning. That's why I like it. (laughs) I imagine that's the part play. Broken bat here by Orohudos on a foul
0: ball. Are fans gonna? Are they gonna get up and they gonna start singing along? Are they gonna?
2: I don't know. (laughs) The I don't know if they're gonna like get up and sing along. But I think they'll be pumped up. Okay. Okay.
0: That's that's all we can ask for. What did you use that last year with Yakima?
2: Uh, I didn't use it last. Actually, we didn't have walk ups on You didn't last year? No, we really? didn't. We had it, uh, I used it this year with the Yaks. With the Yaks, though. And okay. I just figured I had a pretty good year, I'd continue it. Not uh, too bad. Pitch misses outside. A ball to Orohudos.
0: Apple Sox batting here in the last of the fifth inning. Gave up two in the top of the fifth. They trail five zip right now. Apple Sox outfitter Corey Gerald joining us. And the 1 2 offering swung on and fouled back by Orohudos. Corey, we talking about this, how the shade comes in. Is that tough as an outfielder? You've played yes, – I think you right played field. a little bit of right last yes. year, I remember here. Was right that an is, issue? Right is
2: very tough. Right is
0: – Ball, laced foul down the left field line.
2: What's it like right now? Do you have? You kind of just – Right now, You're it's a wing and a prayer right now, honestly. At fifth inning, fifth, sixth inning, seventh inning, depending on like how quick or slow the game's going – there's a certain time where right field if the ball gets hit in a certain spot, you're just you have no shot. Yeah. The one two
0: where Hudos takes down low for a ball, two and two. I was gonna say, I mean, right now I'm looking out toward right field to Jesus. He's actually with Wenatchee Valley College primarily as an infielder. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, I keep thinking we gotta get a couple balls out there and test them out, yeah. especially this yeah. time of day, but
2: <laughs> And the wind's kinda Okay. Always kinda of blows out that way. Dead right now
0: though, of course, as right as we say it. Yeah. <laughs> two and two to Xander Orahudos. Swings in, ropes one out toward Come left on. field. This Come ball on. is going back into the shade no and way. able to make a nice sliding grab as Gilbert. He's had a couple big ones.
2: That yeah, Oppo Taco play. earlier. I don't know how that ball went
0: out. I was stunned too. I, I thought the way that went. was going to right, it looked like it was just poised to hit off the warning yep. track. Up and away, oh, fastball,
2: tomahawk swing. Oppo yeah. line drive. Like those things should not equal home run.
0: Yeah, but it did, and that was the first two runs. And frankly, Port Angeles hasn't looked back since no. then. But a lot of ball game left. The one thing you guys have been able to do throughout this season, regardless if you were in Bend, you were here in Wenatchee, you scored a lot of runs. Yeah, so can far. Score. Our uh, offense is good. There's some guys on this team who can really swing the bat. You're really one of them, it. but I mean, there's a lot of guys who can hit here. As Jet Nelson takes
2: inside, we got we've got dudes that can really swing it. We got a really good offense. I think we're gonna have. I was a part of a really good offense last year. I think we got just as good offense here. We've got guys that can rake.
0: Nelson puts down a bunt that goes right back to Kirkpatrick, and he bare hands it off a hop off the mound and flips to first base. That's an incredible play two down, no one on for the Sox in the fifth. Who's impressed you the most that you didn't know a lot about that you've been able to see in person with this team for the
2: Apple Sox? I've got I've got three. Okay. Actually, no, I've got four. I've got a, a lot of guys here. Face hit to right field, meanwhile by
0: Giesinger with two outs. He's got a hit in all three games in an Apple Sox uniform. Back to the top of the order.
2: Let's hear them all. I've got Joe Ichiro. Yeah. I've got Mike Davini, Okay. Adam Fossil. Okay. And Iva. Okay. Oh, and Xander. I got Xander too. Yeah, we
0: got four other hitters in this lineup. Yeah. If you want to just got, keep going. <laughs> <laughs> Every one of
2: them impressed me. I, uh, Joe Ichiro, he's got, oh, yeah. Amazing pop and power for being 5'5. And like just small, but like he's one of the strongest dudes I've seen, and he's also fast. That's a
0: ground ball to short, toss over to first, nearly able to beat it out, incredible speed, too. Yeah. Corey, we'll let you go back to the dugout awesome. here. Thanks for joining us here yep. the last couple of innings. Heal up awesome. soon. Well, that does it for today's episode of the Wenatchee Apple Socks podcast. Again, the Socks back in action Friday and Saturday, and then Sunday at home, and then Monday they have a non league game against the Northwest Star Academy. Hope to see you at the ballpark. Tickets are available at saferseating.com. And, of course, all fans who are members of Wenatchee or Eastmont Youth Baseball receive free admission to both Friday, Saturday, and as well as Sunday's games, all three games coming up this weekend. They just have to wear their youth baseball jersey, whether they're part of Wenatchee or Eastmont Youth Baseball. Please make sure to subscribe to our podcast if you don't already, whether you're listening on Apple Podcasts or on Spotify. This is Joel Norman saying thank you for listening to today's edition of the Wenatchee Apple Songs Podcast.